From Westside Church in Bend, Oregon, you're listening to Behind the Message. week we take you behind what we teach here at Westside. I'm Ben Fleming, and I'm joined by Pastor Steve Mickle and uh, incredibly special guest, wonderfully good-looking Casey Parnell. Yes, what an intro, Casey. Very special. Very, very special. I had a lot of time to think about that intro. Yeah. <laughs> My mom thinks I'm special. So. You are. You are special. She's right. Your mom's oh, so nice. She's, she's, she's a saint. She's a saint. I met she your mom. She truly is. Yeah. She, she thinks everybody's special. Is your mom nice? I haven't spent a lot oh, of time with her. She oh, sets she's the bar amazing. and the rest of us oh, just my fall goodness. underneath of it somewhere. So <laughs> She sets the bar. She's a saint, man. <laughs> she truly is. Well, this last week we talked about, uh, the, in the third week of our Psalm series, right? This is the third, third week. week yeah, of how third many, week. How many are we doing? Ooh, it's close um, to like 12, yeah. I think, this time. It's a long series for us. weeks, all the way through summer. It takes us through the month of August. Yeah. All the way through the month of August. So yes, it does. Really delving deep into this. It's topical. We're not going uh, chronological, praise the Lord. Yeah. Really line like upon line, Steve. That would be all tough. the way through. 150 of them? Are you kidding? It's only going to take us 17 years yeah. you guys to get through this series. No big deal. Yeah, no. Uh, we're talking about remembering. So uh, let's just start off by saying this. Is remembering generally a positive thing for you guys or generally a, a difficult or a negative thing? I think it's negative because we make it negative, Ben. I think I think you know, I look back on my life and the stuff I think about is what I didn't do, what I should have done, what I could have done, what somebody did to me. And so it's funny how we focus, I think, a lot of times on the negative. Yeah, I mean, you get done with a situation and like even a conversation you have and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And that's kind of the thing you focus on rather than, you know, the amazing interaction that took place we're not we're usually not thankful for those things we focus on the negative things so i think what i loved about this message steve is that you took it back and said no let's think about the positive things we can remember the yeah. memorial stones like those things in your life that were so good and that we could be thankful for and also set us up for a great future yeah is- and even the bad things if you look at it from a different angle a lot of times you can look at it oh actually god did this or that through that even that negative thing so i think always looking at at our history as from a more positive standpoint is what i was hoping for for this last weekend rather yeah. than from the negative you know <laughs> i don't know if that's what happened but that's what i was hoping no, for no it actually came across that way because i think there was um in my mind at least when i knew that you were going to go to speak this message i thought oh you know we'll probably talk a lot more about chase which we did talk some about chase right. which is great right. um but and, and it wasn't necessarily spin i just think it what it came off as, it came off as you were kind of treating this as more like, okay, we've talked a lot about that. We did walking through the dark, and that's still a big part of your story, and it's yeah. not completely over. Right. Right. But here is where we can go from there. Does that sound about right? Yeah. I mean, just even re- for us remembering Chase's life at first was really, really painful um, because of all the things that we won't, won't be able to do in the future with them. And that has been changed to joy. In many ways, not all the time, but but in many ways, it's like, man, we got 21 years with this yeah. kid, we yeah. and we had life, man. It was like full of activity and fun and laughter, and you know, at some point, we have to look at our history like that. Yeah, it was a really fun message for that. I thought you got those books out and you were kind of oh yeah, the Facebook and through. Instagram books. Yeah. Those were yeah, crazy. Yeah, you can, like, by printed, the way. they're amazing. I didn't know that was a thing. Printed yeah. books of all your Facebook. All Chase's Facebook posts and yeah. his Instagram posts, and they're two different books, right? Yeah, two different books. And the Facebook one's super cool because um, Chase loved posting videos, stupid, funny, things that struck him funny, you know? And so what with the videos, obviously, it's a printed book. So what do they do with videos? They put a QR code, and oh, yeah. if it's still on the web, you click on the QR code.
code code and it brings up that video wow, and you relive that moment yeah. that Chase lived whatever year it was you know so it's super cool and that and that's just another way to diving into uh, our lives and to be thankful for that stuff that we so often forget you know we just let life happens so fast we go from one moment to the next moment to the next moment we're looking we're always looking forward to what how can we get how can we make another moment and we never pause to go man that was awesome that moment was great. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, with the invention of QR codes in those books, there's nothing new to invent anymore. That's the <laughs> end of the line for new inventions. Good. Like, I'm hey, glad just, we finally got there. Yeah. <laughs> like I oh, they a, thought of that. Oh, that's how how are we going to translate video into a book? Well, just QR code. QR thing. code it. Done. Yeah. Well, it seems relentless. What is it like? Uh, what are the what's the currency? The the like internet currency. Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin. So have oh, you heard invested. people talking about oh, if you yeah, have invested? Yeah. It's doubled recently. People are making like thousands, millions of dollars because they have like 750 Bitcoins, which I'm really not completely serious? sure what that is. What the heck? Yeah, oh, I've never Bitcoin even heard of this. Bitcoin is like stock, man. It's like, it's hot right now. But yeah. I think you missed the train. If you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you're thinking about investing in Bitcoin, it I think you like already it. missed the train. <laughs> like, it's like if you wanted to invest in Apple or Google or right, something. Right. It's like, it's, yeah, it secrets out. Late. Secrets out on those companies. <laughs> I know we all say yeah. that. I wish I would have bought property and bend about 10 years ago. You know, that would have been a wise choice too. Well, why do you think that we don't really always have a perfect memory when it comes to remembering? Or why do we always look at it with a little bit of a distortion? You know, we sometimes the stories, you know, it's like the big fish story. We create this story that made it bigger or crazier or, or better or worse than it actually was. And, and sometimes when we look at the past and we think, oh my gosh, it was just so rough and so difficult, but there were some moments that were positive. Why do we spend so much I think, time? I don't know, Ben. I think part of it is comparison. I think we, th- we think our lives are mundane and boring compared to so-and-so's. And so we don't, we don't honor and value those memories because I think we, we just think, well, they're not really, they're not as good as so-and-so. I mean, they went to this place and did this thing. And I, for me, I want to look back on what I thought was mundane and see the joy and beauty in that moment rather than, oh, that's just, that's everybody, everybody does that. Yeah. Well, no, not everybody maybe does it, but I get to, I did it and I, and I want to look back and remember it. It's interesting. We don't, I was just at my grandfather's memorial and we go through the, accolades of his life and the things he did well and nobody talks too much about negative things at somebody's you know memorial right, it's right. like hey these are the great <laughs> things they did this is who they were but i i think what a tragedy that i don't tell people in the present right. what they mean to me like the, really the memorial of their life now this is who you are this is what you've done and i think you know you're just talking in the hallway your son kincaid your uh yeah kincaid. Your third son is turning 18, 18 in, on wednesday of this week wow right and like what a great birthdays are such a great time to tell somebody you know, I know this is super practical, but to just make a memorial out of it and say, Hey, you're amazing. And here's why, Yeah. you know, spend some more time writing on the card. Like I just, I really value this in you and actually letting people know in the present what they mean instead of waiting until they're gone. That, that gets you know, to the yeah. heart of the message of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. We yeah. don't just remember so that we can sit on the front porch and say, man, you remember that one time. Yeah. It's so that it can impact where we're going. It, it That's can exactly, exactly right. Ben. Where we're at. Yeah. Cause I've thought that many times too. Yeah. That exact same thing. Why do we have this incredible 
service for people and talk about how great they were only when they're dead. You know, <laughs> would that have made a big difference when they were alive? Probably, right? Yeah, probably would have. And I, I love that just the remember wins, that phrase for me is I just want to start conversations now with, especially like with Kincaid on Wednesday. Yeah. What oh, a yeah. great opportunity as families gathered together and just go, hey, let's do some remember wins. Uh, I remember Kincaid when you, you know, um, were po- being potty trained and you put on these stupid goggles and, and set on a toilet and just looked so funny and here's the picture of it i got it sorry kincaid that's actually a true can we post pictures on the podcast we We should should do that (laughs) but you know it's just it brings up his memory our memory and we laugh and enjoy it i think that's valuable i I was uh, at a bachelor party this last weekend and we went paintballing which is uh love paintballing yeah it's something (laughs) it gets my adrenaline all up i'm not like a guns guy and this isn't even a real gun but anyway uh, but I, we have that friend, and he was actually the who we were throwing the bachelor party for. And he's that guy that always wants to try to make every experience as memorable as possible. And that's one of the the things that he does. We were we were all sitting around playing cornhole and playing croquet, and we're everybody plays croquet at their bachelor party, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was sure. Great fun. And he stopped and he looked at everybody every and, time, and he said, "What was the best moment?" Out there, we were out there uh, for the last three hours. So what was your favorite part? What was the cool. most memorable part? What was your favorite part? And I was like, man, this is so dorky. <laughs> um, but we went around, and I was like, oh my gosh, now I feel like it's like encapsulated in my brain. This whole yeah. experience that we had, I'm going to remember it forever. That's and cool. even though it wasn't just this particular, I've been paintballing a bunch of times before, but there's something now that sticks out about it because we got to share this experience together, and it changes the relationship going forward. It's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I've I found, you know, in my own life when I try to remember it having something physical, like I think that's why they talk about memorial stones and Joshua and they pile up memorial stones to remember and then when other people walk by they're you know, the Israelites are gonna remember everything that God did up to that point and having something physical in our lives to help us remember, like you have the book. It's like yeah, that's physical, right. tangible. You can look right. through that and you say, wow, look at Chase's life. Look at all the, f- he was so funny and he really, really was. Yeah, I mean, very funny. I don't think him, anyone has made me laugh more than him and his, his, his best friend, friend Tyler. Tyler oh, those guys just crack me up. They're so funny. But like having those yeah. physical things, like I know my uh, my friend uh, Mike, He uh, he's a musician and so he has every CD, you know, and this isn't, it's not, I know him, it's, it's not a proud thing, but he has every CD that he's ever been on in this hallway because he wanted to remember these are the projects and he calls yeah. it like his memorial hall or something like these are the projects of, and maybe it's because maybe some of those projects haven't done so well either and so it's <laughs> a good know. reminder <laughs> I was in one of those bands so I know um, yeah. but you know it's like he he set something physical up and for him to remember and then when he walks through and says oh I'm thankful I remember that show or I remember that yep. song like that's so powerful yeah know? so pictures in, in the hallway of your home right. or yeah. above the mantle or whatever just reminds you of that moment and 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 it, and it brings you back to that place and you're and you're able to like take a second and go oh this is good my life isn't as crappy as i thought it was because wow. there is good things that have happened year after year day after day if i would just remember right and one of the things you indicated was also that we need to share these stories to be reminded of the faithfulness of god as well and one of my favorite things to do and we, as a staff, have been talking a little bit about vision today, but one of my favorite things to do around leaders and pastors that I don't normally get to spend a lot of time with is I want to ask them about the story of the church. What happened? You know, What was the big moment? What was the turning point? What were some of the down parts? Um, is that something that you guys ever feel encouraged about? Maybe because both of you have been in this, involved in this church and to some degree for a long time. Do you ever look back at some of those stories and think, wow, look how far God has brought us? You know, for me, it's more about... 
um, look at what God has done in just the day-to-day stuff. I think that, for me, I think we like to think of, well, what God has done, he like led Moses through the Red Sea. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know? And I don't have, maybe I don't have a story like that. So maybe right. God hasn't moved. Well, no, that's not right. I want to think about the just the small ways that, um, I mean, I'm, st- I'm still alive, okay? God has protected me uh, throughout my life. Um, the three remaining kids are healthy and they're good and they're walking with God. Mm-hmm. That's something for me to celebrate mm-hmm. and that God has moved. And so I think that for me, Ben, has been just looking at just the day-to-day stuff and reminding myself that God's been in it, even yeah. though it's not the big, you know, you know, Red Sea crossing moments. Right. I love the moment uh, in John chapter four when it says Jesus was... Um, he meets the woman at the well. It's before he meets the woman at the well. And it says he sat because he was tired and he was he was hungry or the disciples went to get food or something. It just, he was tired and said he was weary from the journey. And I love how human it, it makes Jesus feel because so much of it feels like, oh my gosh, he's walking on water and is, is so many powerful things are happening. And all through scripture, there's so many incredible things happening. And it makes it feel like for the average person, like, oh, if I don't have that story, um, I think what God is often reminding me of is, that what's in the present is what he's doing. And if I'm attentive and I wake up every day and say, God, just use me, I'm a vessel, um, then he meets me in, uh, it may not be a burning bush, but it's a, it's a moment with somebody or a prayer I can say for somebody or an encouragement I can give. And I, I just think God is seeing those things and He's not. there's not a diminishment there. Um, if we're open and attentive to the Lord, I think that even in those seemingly little things like he'll, he can make something great out of them. You just never know what God is up to behind the scenes. Yeah, that's so. good. And I would say too that, I mean, this to answer specifically your question about just times in the church that we've walked together, and you know, it's usually for me the memories I go to are when somebody was suffering, went through something really hard, and me or somebody else walked with them through that. Um, that's the stuff um, I know I'll never forget as people walked with us this past year, it's the things that we remember is when you actually were there, when you didn't have to be there. Um, people that cared when they, you know, they didn't have to do that. Um, that that's really, really powerful to me to remember those moments. It's part of the redeeming process. It seems like, especially just watching you walk through so much that you have with your family, how much of this comes out on the other end and it's redeeming it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want that to happen. God didn't want Chase to die, but at the same time, there's so much of the redemptive process that's so evident. All the people that are willing to pull alongside you and, um, honestly, like all the messages that have come out of it that have served so many people and and ministered to them right where they're at. It's a big, big deal. And we can't just like leave that on the side of the road. I went on, I went, uh, floating on the snake river last, uh, October, um, with the guys from shepherd's house, a local mission here. And, uh, as I was just looking through the photos yesterday of that moment of that time and they're broken men who have lost a lot, wives, jobs, kids because of choices they made or things that were done to them. And they, and so now they're sitting on, uh, on the other end of that, trying to figure out their lives. And here I am in the midst of my own brokenness and we floated a river together. We caught a bunch of bass and it was just this amazing um, moment that I don't want to forget. 
Yeah. Because it was so encouraging to me. It was such life to me. And I'll tell you, every time I see Frankie or Mike or one of the, any one of the guys, um, we have a bond that's been developed over a two day totally. float trip. Um, it was hardly any time spent in the, in, in the scope of our, of our entire lives. Yeah. But when I see these guys, it's like brothers. And I, and I want that for people. I want, they don't have to, you don't have to go float the snake river, but there's something about walking with each other through thick and thin that, that, that causes there to be lasting memories. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. So I want to look through a bunch of things that we talked through on behind the message through a little bit of this lens. And since it was honestly, it was so impactful on me was uh, our emotionally healthy life series. Seriously, completely changed my life. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time <laughs> in church. Well, my wife emotionally would probably unhealthy, Ben. It's really, <laughs> yeah, know, there was right? a lot for you to learn. Yeah. yeah when you start at ground zero, uh, there's only one way to build. Uh, I'm kidding. So. Anyway, <laughs> where is Evan, by the way? Evan started this podcast and he never shows yeah, up. Yeah, Evan's sick and he has yeah. this great, deep, baritone voice going on right now, but he did not want to put it on a microphone. He oh, showed up. He, he showed up for a really meeting good today. Right and when he started speaking, I was like, oh no. He's just plugged. I didn't know man. it was him. He was sitting a little behind me. He started talking. And I was like, that is. Uh, it's not Spencer. <laughs> who, who the hell? That's Evan. Look at very, that. very deep voice. He in the just back. sounded so sexy. Poor he guy. Sound so sexy. I think feel better. Evan. I think most of the men on our staff don't sound like that. To be honest, I think they <laughs> we're like, "Hey guys, welcome to my side church." <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice to have a baritone around. It is. Yeah, uh, it's like poor Greg trying to get the crowd fired up in the ten forty-five this last weekend. That poor guy it was yeah, just it was giving just, every effort that he had. Yeah. And everybody was just staring yeah, at it him. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> it's raining today. Leave us alone. (laughs) Anyway, back to the emotional health, uh, which obviously I need. Um, Maybe you guys too. But uh, it it just had such a profound impact on my life and thinking about everything from rest uh, to, well, that was kind of the primary one that I thought about a lot, really. Um, but how does this fit into if, if we are a bunch of people, if we're a church that's coming out of the sermon series trying to live emotionally healthy lives, where does something like Remember fit into that scope? Well, I just think immediately I think about the interludes I mentioned this last weekend in the message where throughout the Psalms there's these pauses. And I think the authors intentionally put those in there so that we would stop for a minute and think about what we're saying, what's going on in our lives. And I think rest has everything to do. I mean, the Psalms is, you can't really, I mean, you can't really get into God's presence if you're running, 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 running and spend time there and be impacted by it. And so, so I think rest is a huge deal when it comes to reading the Psalms, uh, spending time in God's presence, being emotionally healthy. Yeah. I love that point, actually. That you, is it uh, Sila? Is that how yeah, you... Right. Yeah, right. So Sila, uh, I've, I've said it a little bit before, and they're not quite totally sure what it means, right. but I've read some definitions of that moment. It's like, let it hang. Mm. Let the weight of it it's sit good. in. Yep. And I think uh, we move so fast-paced. Like, Ben, you're talking about... I think that's part of Sabbath. Sabbath yeah. is yeah. like, when you take a Sabbath, you think about what God had done that week or that year, and you let it hang. You like feel the weight of it. And, and kind of digest it, just like we digest food and it goes through our body and nourishes our body. Like our souls need digestion. They need moments of, of spiritual strength and like letting the, the truth of the thing we're, even, we're thinking about or meditating on just kind of like infiltrate our lives and become yeah. part of us. I think it's important. I loved that point, Steve. This how, do you, how do you do that, Casey? Steve and uh, I think even Bo and I and Kate, uh, Corey talked about how we rest. How do you rest? Cause you're, you're in a little bit of a different stage. Like you do so much and you run so much of this church and, and you're single. And you know, we've talked about even sometimes I just have all the time in know. the world to run this church. No, but so. see, I think, 
I need to be on more dates and honestly less, uh, you know. Would that be restful for, for you? Would that be emotionally uh, maybe. healthy? Maybe. It for might you? be st- like no, really it, stressful. No, actually. it would be full on stressful. Oh Are you gosh. kidding? That would be awful. I should not have brought that up. Anyways, um, yeah, I think for me, no, I. I enjoy, I refuel both ways. Like I refuel, I love people. Like I'm around people a lot. I surround my life with people and events and hikes and, you know, gym and running and whatever music. And, uh, so I love people, but I also need, I do need, I found in this season of, uh, more intense leadership in my life, I need to, I need to recharge on my own. So I just love, um, you know, if that's just going for a run, there's two places that I feel like I refuel personally, spiritually, and it's on a run or at the beach, which I realize the beach isn't always in central <laughs> Oregon is not close, yeah. but I love those two places. So yeah. I, I run on the trails a lot alone, just headphones in. And sometimes I don't even have music on, but I'm just contemplating, you know, I'm contemplating. And, um, I found too, I used to be in those Bible reading plans that were like, man, if you just read like 20 chapters this day, you'll get through the Bible in a year. And I did that for a while and that was good. And I learned a lot about the Bible, but I found more recently that I'm just taking a sentence or two words like take heart yeah, and then just meditating on the weight of a few words rather than, um, just kind of mindlessly trying to check you know, a couple chapters off. I'm not saying either way is necessarily right or wrong, but I've just found in my own personal experience right now, little chunks of scripture. In fact, I love the Bible app. You version gives you like a scripture a day. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough for me. Yeah. I'm like, that is amazing. I'm yeah. like, even as I'm reading through the Psalms this summer, this, this last two weeks, I've, you know, I've, I'm reading two Psalms a day, but I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting as I'm reading, I'm highlighting, Ooh, I want to come back to that verse. Yeah. And I do. And so I just read them, uh, cause I'm, I'm kind of ADHD that way. I just like, I got to get through this cause I made a commitment Check, to read yeah, through yeah, the yeah, Psalms. The box, man. So I'm going to do this, <laughs> but then I, but I go back and I hit that one verse and I just think about it, meditate on it, um, rest in it. And that helps me to slow down. You know, when I ride my motorcycle, I'll get the RPMs up over five, six, and I'll run that for, you know, if I run that for like 10 minutes, the, the heater is just off. I'm going to have to stop the bike yeah, and like turn it off and sit there in the dust. And so I have to learn how, and when I'm riding, I have to learn to keep those RPMs down at a manageable level. And life's like that. We've got to yeah. keep the RPMs down. We can't run at that high level for very long without burning out. I'm glad yeah. that you mentioned that Casey, cause I'm, I'm a lot like you and I, maybe this will set some people free today listen to the podcast, but I'm not a big, you know, I used to be a three in the old, two in the new, uh, as far as chapters go, kind of a reader. And I just found myself every day being like, I got to get drudgery. This stupid thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't pay attention. <laughs> Bible drudgery. Exactly. Yeah. So I've kind of so, changed into can we say that so here? common. Yeah. yeah. So common. I'm like a book a year kind of a guy. Like I want to get. Galatians this year. Like I want to get it. I yeah, want to understand right. some context. I want to read Good. through it a few times. I want to do what you're talking about. Maybe sometimes just read a verse and what does it mean to, to bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ? You know, what does that mean to me today and really sit in it and rest in it so that I get it and then take whatever I get from the weekends or weekly meetings and things like that. But really, as far as like my own personal studies concerned, I try to really get something once a year, not just kind of read through it once a year. Yeah, I think that's going to be freeing for some people for sure. I mean, it, we I, for years and years we went through a reading plan here, and and those things are good, man. It's like you look at the narrative yeah. of scripture from thirty thousand feet. That's great. You hear the stories. You feel. You realize, man, there's messed up people in scripture. Maybe there's hope for me. <laughs> like you realize all those things. Yeah. Um. But I'm just in this zone, and maybe yeah, it will encourage somebody to just like maybe take a bite sized chunk. Maybe switch up your plan and just do a verse a day for the year. 
and see where that gets you and think, put, you know, write it on a post-it at the beginning of the day and put it, you know, somewhere that you'll see it like bathroom mirror. Or yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so one last little segment here, we've just got a few minutes left. I just kind of want to hear uh, a story from each of you. If you, if you would, what's, what, what's just one of your favorite stories or favorite memories that you kind of cling to, you find yourself looking back on just from your life or you can say your marriage or from, from whatever, what's one of your favorite memories that you can, that you can think of that sometimes you find yourself going back to first, uh, first one that comes to my mind, Ben is, um, and I may have told this story with the church. I can't remember. Huh? I remember the story, but I don't remember if I told the church. Anyway, that wasn't funny. It was kind of meant to be, but that's great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have laughed. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am not being This uh, is a hilarious is, story, is, I will figure this out. So funny. So uh, it's not a funny story, but I was, um, uh, I was living in Croatia at the time, and I'm driving through Slovenia with a friend, a buddy of mine, and he's much younger. He's like 20 years younger than me, and uh, he sees a sign for for paragliding, parasailing off a mountain. And so he convinced me to go up this mountain uh, with another guy on my back uh, and him, him with another guy. And we jumped off this mountain and uh, it was epic. It was one of the most incredible memories that I have. Yeah. Of, I think we were, we weren't that high, maybe four or 5,000 feet when we jumped off and uh, just sailing down, it took us a good 20 to 30 minutes just to float float down i guess and it yeah. was it was it was incredible feeling rush i have a fear of heights and it kind of oh, conquered no yeah way. it kind of conquered that fear really? um and so it was really one of my favorite by far favorite memories that just i don't know if my heart could take it I'm telling you, I played paintball this last week, and I was like, found myself just being winded, like even just from oh. the fear of being hit by a paintball, just in the middle of your face, forehead. <laughs> I had to find myself in a bunker, just lay down for a little while. Much more peaceful down here. <laughs> I can see Ben in fetal position, up. thumb in his mouth. No more, Man, no true, more. Though. If you don't know what Ben looks like, too, that's just so funny to picture. Ben is this big guy with athletic, just, yeah, stud, stud. stud of a man, yeah, huddled up in a corner waiting for somebody to shoot him with a paintball. wasn't huddled up. I'd just rather shoot than be shot. But anyway, Casey, story from you? Okay, mine's a jumping story, but it's a little different. It's more of a crashing yeah, story. Yeah, jumping stories. Yeah, well, I was like, I think it was in first grade and I was riding, It's in its simplest form, I was riding a bike down a hill with my friend at in his farm. So it was like farm on each side and on each side's a barbed wire fence. And for some reason, I close my eyes and I jump and the last thing I remember is I jump this ditch and I'm in the fence, in a barbed wire fence off of a bike. <laughs> and I, not to be gross, but I rip my arm like up at the top of my oh arm, my right gosh. at the top of my arm. I had to have 19 stitches. Oh. And I remember like basically seeing my, seeing my guts. Oh, no so way. gross. So gross. So I'm like in first grade, but here's the thing. So the, the lady, uh, the mom of the kid I was staying with, like, pulls me out of the wreckage or something. I don't even know. It's like when you're in first grade, what I, I was closing my eyes. What does that mean? So I, uh, she carries me to the top of the hill, wraps her, like my own shirt around me and like carries me to the top of the hill. I go to the ER and I get like, I don't know, 20 stitches, 19, 20 <sighs> stitches. But I was thinking about that actually while you're saying it, like I have this, I have the scar to this day and like scars are like oh. a memorial kind of yeah, like, I remember true. like, you know, I can see that on my arm and it's not like, 
you know, it's, it's right there. But I remember that story. And I think there's a lot of people that are walking around with those wounds and scars and they remember those moments in their life. And I think good or bad, like, I think we do need to, like you were saying, Steve, focus and somehow get a physical thing that can help us remember the great things God has done as well. Um, and, and we are always going to have that pain, but I think those scars are what helps us be relatable and connect with other people and help other people be renewed and heal it's good, at Casey. the same time. It's so, really good. Yeah. You almost lost your arm. Dude, that's like Dude, a lot of stitches. Dude, so many. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what kind of a fence did you crash into? A barbed wire fence. Oh, my god. You know, like, think about it. You don't want to run into one of those. I ran, into, I, I ran into one before, but not. I didn't jump into it. I just got it right in the forehead, and it stuck there. The it just stuck fence. into your yeah, forehead. Yeah, had to like pry it out. Oh my god! <laughs> I've had mo- like I've had another barbed wire like running in- incident. Like I've been staying away from another farms. Another one? Yeah, like Is I had this another recent? one. No, okay. they're all when I was a kid. For some reason, I had a lot of friends that were farmers. I don't yeah. know. It was like I lived in the city too, so it was like my, maybe my parents sent me to the fields to like figure my life out or well, something. Stop riding your bike right next to the barbed wire fence. Yeah, you would think that would be a good out. idea, but I have a good fence story. I was uh, in a summer program, hopped a chain link fence, and got my shoelace caught on the top and I was just short enough I was hanging upside down because uh, the other end of it was a hill yeah. basically oh my gosh. Hill. and my brother and sister worked at this like summer recreation program and so all my buddies had gone in and I'm screaming hanging upside down from my shoelace which was apparently really strong and <laughs> yeah, somebody goes holding and, your whole body up <laughs> somebody goes and gets my sister my sister comes out sees me gets my brother my brother comes out sees me gets his buddies and they all laugh at me before they get me off the Why? Fence. I hung there for like 20 minutes what is somebody's wow. thought process when they're like I see a guy hanging on a fence let's go get someone <laughs> Yeah, like, they don't help you personally. They're not like helping you. They're like, oh, we got to go get someone. It was the mo- I was all alone on this playground. That was it. That was it. Oh, my gosh. I, I have a lot of issues. Emotional health. Let's do that again. You're doing great, Ben. You're doing sure. great. We all have those. We all have oh, them. You guys are so nice. Well, thanks you so much for joining me. Hey, if yeah, you man. haven't been keeping up with us, go ahead and go to westsidechurch.org or join us just this weekend. We're going to have part four of the Psalms ready to rock and roll for you. We're excited to do that, and we'll continue on this journey together. Together, all right. So again, go ahead and visit westsidechurch.org. You can get all the resources there or behindthemessage.org.